Uh, Brian's opening something. Sounds like a pill bottle. <laughs> Pop. What is that? You'll see. Okay. It's fireworks. <laughs> Inside fireworks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. But first, Marcus Smart. I mean, <laughs> it's funny to us because um, we don't duck or dodge nobody. So, you know, and, and that's part of the game. You know, we we're going to have to play them eventually. So you might as well get it out the way now. So, I mean, it does feel good. We knew what we were capable of. We knew what we wanted to come in here and do, regardless of what anybody else did. And that's okay. It's us versus everybody. And that's the mentality we have. And that's the mentality we're going to keep. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 107. It's Monday night, May 2nd, 2022. Thank you for listening. here coming to us virtually from st paul minnesota is bo brady what's up what up bo and in studio is brian clark yes loud <laughs> what up brian <laughs> what are we gonna do tonight uh we're gonna talk about last week's playoff matchups i think that's probably about it we're gonna find out what everybody's been up to all week Please visit our website. That's houseofhoops.com. It's H-A-U-S, House of Hoops. There you can find anything related to the podcast. Anything.
right. That was a nice, nice tune. Another House of Hoops original. What's going on, y'all? What's up? <laughs> Nothing. How you doing, Bo? Doing great. Yeah. What you been up to? Living the dream. Yeah. Just watching basketball. Mm-hmm. Had our monthly neighborhood poker game this week. It was fun. Nice. You have a monthly game. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It was it was like six of us this time. Sometimes there's like nine, ten. Oh wow! What do you? Uh, well, first of all, what game do you play? They just they just play Hold'em, which I'd like to expand it and play some Omaha and some other things. But yeah. it's fun. It's a small buy-in. It's not ultra competitive. It's a one-time buy-in. Uh, the first one, the first person or the first few people like out at the same time, uh, can buy back in for mm. half the buy-in. Oh, okay. So you can be super aggressive at the start if you feel like you really want to win and still be able to buy back in. If you're paying half price for the buy-in, do you get half of the amount of chips? You do. To buy back in. Okay. So you only let like a couple people buy back in? Well, it's the first person out, and if two people go out at the same time, then mm. then two people can. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And so, I guess you just play last man standing. Yeah, last man standing, and the second place guy gets the buy-in back for the next game, basically. That's fair. So he doubles his money, or he gets no, just get breaks oh. even. Just for the next time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And if, if the second place player had bought in, you know, had done the the one buyback, then he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get that back. It's just the 10 bucks. It's only a $10 buy-in. 10 bucks. How long? So these games probably don't last very long for 10 No, bucks. We, we, we can fly through three or four or five games in a night. Oh, okay. So then you're buying in ten, uh, $10 five times? Yeah, at, usually we, the max is like five games. Oh, okay. Um, but like this time we only played three. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. How long does yeah. that last? We started at like 8.30 and finished about midnight. We had hockey and basketball games on and we'd shoot the shit. Those are quick games. It's fun though. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah. Nice. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. You're good. Good energy. Yeah, actually, tomorrow is Kate's birthday. Oh, she's scheduled to go to a friend's house every Monday night. They're watching maybe Bridgerton. I don't. I don't know some show they're into, but her friend has the COVID, so so she's not going over there. No, no. Damn. Did you give her friend the COVID? Well, her husband went to the Grizzlies game with me. Oh, shit. At the at the Timber the Timberwolves game, and then three days later, well, he traveled for work to, to Ohio, and then three days later, he oh texts me says I have COVID. So, I, I I didn't get COVID from the game probably because I already recently had it. So either he got it from the game, which I'd say is probably the most likely. Jesus. And uh, yeah, so y'all are just being reckless. Just <laughs> reckless. <laughs> No, like both so many people I know that have gone to like the the home Grizzlies playoff games mm-hmm. in the first series, 
have have gotten COVID. <laughs> uh, oh, they have. Yeah. Like I just started seeing like a couple of days after like game one, I just like people I follow on Twitter are just like, yep, <laughs> got COVID. I'm amazed that Steven Adams is the only is like the only player in the NBA with COVID right now. Yeah. So and it's like going around my neighborhood. Like one of my neighbors, he he was his kid was positive, but he wasn't technically positive, but he had symptoms, and he was like, no, I keep testing negative. I think I'm going to come to poker. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I don't think so. Do us all a favor, bud. Just let that incubate first. Yikes. How about you, Brian? What's up? How much, man? Been working and living. I guess since the last podcast, I went to a basketball game. Yeah. I don't think I caught COVID. Maybe it was a it was a week ago. It was last Tuesday. Yeah, I think I'd know by now. I suppose. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? What else? Uh, you went to the game. That's a highlight. A playoff game. I went to a playoff game. Game five. Yeah. Grizzlies Timberwolves. Yeah. You'll never guess what happened. Hmm. Let's the see. Grizzlies were behind going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they came back and won. They do that. They played two games last week. Well, they played three games mm-hmm. last week, but two against Minnesota. That was the first game last week. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. It was a fun. App- well, first, first quarter and fourth quarter was a really good atmosphere. Second quarter, third quarter, it was pretty quiet in there. Grizzlies were were getting beat, and the crowd wasn't really wasn't really into it. I felt like that was the game that came out strong. They did. Mm-hmm. I think they had the I think they had the lead at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, and then the Timberwolves came in and chipped away at it. Second and third. That was the game that Ja hit had the crazy dunk. Yeah, right at the end of the third quarter, got everybody all fired up. Yeah, and I think he, I think that dunk kind of like recharged him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he had the super athletic dunk, kind of came down and was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Because mm-hmm. he's he's clearly playing hurt, or was. Yeah, he looks like he's he, getting better. Mm-hmm. But Brian, you were at the game. Do you know what Iron Eagle referred to it as? I do not. He, did it? he, called, it, he called it a jaw breaker. Oh, okay, okay. Jaw breaker. Jaw breaker. Yeah. <laughs> which i thought was a pretty good it's not the that worst was pretty good yeah i still think they could do some kind of play on jaws where they play the jaws music probably terrible <laughs> man then jot just took over in the fourth quarter yeah he did yeah it was a fun game fourth quarter was a lot of fun yeah uh so there were these there was a like a guy next to me and a guy in front of me and they were like they were in cahoots they were very mad at jaw and very mad at Coach Taylor Jenkins for not taking Ja out of the game. For what? Uh, well, according to them, oh, because he was according to them, Ja sucks because he was playing a little uh, yeah. slack. Mm-hmm. Oh, pull him out of the game. He doesn't need to be playing. That's doesn't so deserve stupid. to play in this game. That's so dumb. Yeah. So me, me, and my wife were like, "You guys are gonna regret saying that." <laughs> 
Yeah. He's he's going to come alive at some point. Watch. Uh, I mean, my wife even said at one point, she goes, watch, he'll hit like a game-winning three. And then I think he hit the three to like tie it <laughs> at the end of the fourth. That must have been fun. It was fun. It was a good time. It was an expensive good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the game uh, the Grizzlies avoided overtime with the John Morant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The go-ahead score. Mm-hmm. So I have I have a random thought that I have been running through my head today. Okay. So when I got my my Minnesota license plate, mm-hmm. I would have gotten a Timberwolves license plate if the state of Minnesota had one. Mm. But the state of Minnesota does not have one, and I'm very glad they didn't because I would want to rip it off my car at this point. <laughs> Yeah, you start getting those personalized license plates. It's just more money. Well, yeah, true. But I felt like when I moved here, the wolves were pretty like a niche thing that that many people were into them. Hmm. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I mean, they were yeah, losing. Like, yeah, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll support the local NBA team, not by buying season tickets, heaven forbid, but by you know, repping it on my car. Yeah. Anyhow, no Timberwolves license plate. Do they have nope. a, do they have a Minnesota wild license plate? They do not. Hmm. They have no, I don't even think they have a Vikings one. I'd have to go double check that. They have a ton of college stuff. Hmm. Weird. It, and there's a moose one. That's kind of cool. Got wildlife with the moose, but I just got the standard license plate. Maybe next time I'll get the moose one. <laughs> maybe it just costs more i probably won't do it yeah there's usually an extra fee every year to keep up on those custom plates mm-hmm. jeff what have you been up to man i don't know nothing yeah working yeah let's see i watched winning time this week mm-hmm. watched atlanta which was hilarious uh, Atlanta was a little confusing watching it. I actually watched it a couple times. It was really funny, but it was confusing. I was like, "What? what is the point of this? Because it's the, like, I, I guess I'm guessing rich white people hire a nanny, mm-hmm. and um, the nanny, like, dies. And I couldn't really figure out what it meant, but after kind of looking on the internet, like, what is the message here? The message was, I guess, kind of like, uh, do you know who's raising, like, who's raising your kids? <laughs> I guess see, if you're, you got two parents that are working and they're busy all the time, you got a nanny. Like, do you really know what's happening all the time with the nanny? Like, I, I, it was a completely different cultural influence on this kid in the show which I thought was really interesting. But they had no idea the extent of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, how could they? Yeah, it's interesting. And they, yeah. they were talking about it in the show, one of my funny, one of my favorite parts was, they were like, you should get a Chinese <laughs> nanny. We want him to learn Mandarin, so. <laughs> It'll be good for him in business. Yeah. Oh, that's To really learn funny. Mandarin. Yeah. And the, and the husband's like, do you have any idea how difficult it is to get a 
Chinese nanny right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking, hey, honey, you're not the first person to think of that. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I like the uh, I like the cameo by uh, Tom Hanks' kid. Yeah, that's pretty good. I thought that was Chet, him. Chet Hanks. Yeah, I thought oh, that that's was him. Incredible, and I I can't imagine that he's any different than as you think he would be to deal with. On but they got Chet. I felt like it was a good role. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. I did watch very mysterious a couple, a couple of Atlantas this weekend. Yeah. I got to the um, where he played that show in Amsterdam and then did not <laughs> did not play it. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Yeah, uh, we're I'll, leaving. We're leaving. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> and then uh, at the end, when he beats the shit out of who he thinks he, he got, got the wrong guy, it was oh yeah, hilarious. the club promoter. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> beats up who he thinks is Earn, but it's just yeah. a it's just a dude in blackface. So ridiculous. <laughs> So Why funny. do you make me do this urn? <laughs> <laughs> I love how in the beginning they just they just like explain it off as like something the kids do. Yeah. And then yeah, they, they he comes out <laughs> on stage and it's a bunch of adults in blackface. <laughs> just a sea of racism. Yeah. <laughs> out of control. I like how Paperboy and then that's watch the next episode where he's at that billionaire's house. Oh yeah, that was a good one. And <laughs> <laughs> with the with the chainsaw it's got like the false front to the house yes yeah. he's like man where the fuck are we Fernando like, yeah <laughs> Fernando <Give> my money <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm slowly getting there yeah those those are a couple of good ones <laughs> That was where they pick up the the socks character. Yeah, not that hell. Like, yes, he like embellishes the racism story to try to get on Darius's good side. <laughs> Darius is like, "That's not. Wait, hang on. It's <laughs> not how it happened." <laughs> Anywhere you see a can of Coke, there's some <laughs> racism going on. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun, fun show every week. It's got to be winding down though. They yeah, they split the season into two parts. Oh, so I think it's six or eight episodes, and then in the fall, I think there's going to be six or eight more episodes. Oh, okay, it's one of my favorite go tos. Every week, I look for it. That and winning time. Yeah, Jeff, you want to talk about winning time? I can. I didn't. I didn't see the episode. Oh. Mm. Um. So we went out last night with some of the neighbors for Kate's birthday. Some of our buddies. And so I was unable to watch the episode. Hmm. I can, without spoiling it, it's an emotional roller coaster. Okay. There's clarity, I, confirmation. I can, you want me to check out for a little bit and then you can just text me when you're done? No. I'd rather okay. just move on. There's a lot, right. lot of other things to talk there's, about. There's a lot of, lot of shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, Bo, I'm going to ruin it for you. In 1980, the Lakers make the finals. <laughs> Spoiler! I need a beer. What what do you what do you got going on over there, hey, Brian? You want to uh, you want to have some tequila, Jeff? Why would I? Uh, got a bottle of tequila for good luck. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is um, some Casamigos Reposado. 
Reposado. Mm-hmm. Is that like represent? Yeah. What is we're, it? We're representing. To? We're representing Ja Morant. Is that the Ja? That's the Ja tequila. This is the tequila that Ja was drinking on the plane on the way to All Star Weekend. Nice. And the tequila that Ja's dad drinks at every single <laughs> yeah. basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I don't think he is. He that probably drunk drinks a little too much of. Oh no, man! After that game dude. six, dude. He was hammered. <laughs> Oh, I uh, think he uh, likes to enjoy it himself. Yeah. All right. Well, let's drink it. Let's do it. He's got uh, shots poured already. Bo, this is apparently, I went to two different liquor stores to get this. Mm. This is the first one I went to. They're like, yeah, we've been sold out. Oh, that's um, funny. And I was like, oh, is it because of John Morant? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> well, this podcast is about to go off the rails. Are we sipping or shooting? This is a little sip. All right. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thanks for bringing this. Thanks so much. Oh, that is really smooth. That's not bad. That's good tequila. Can I see the bottle? Yeah. What is uh, Big Pussy saying the Sopranos? You could brush your teeth with this shit. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that is good. I can, I, I can see why Java's drinking it straight out of the bottle. I get it. It's only 80 proof. Yeah. So it's not like a killer. Okay, so it's got vanilla. That's why it's smooth. Oh, yeah. It's got vanilla in it. Does it have vanilla in it? Or does it have uh, notes of vanilla? Or <laughs> those just like the tasting notes? Yeah, notes. Or does it say like ingredients, tequila, vanilla? It says notes of smooth vanilla finish. That's no, probably the yeast they use and the temperature they fermented at would be my assumption. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. If they're, if they're not adding anything to it, there's ways to manipulate spirits and alcohol mm. depending on the yeast you use. Yeast changes everything. It's good. Not much of a tequila guy typically, but that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it. It's good. I would drink that mm-hmm. if I could remember how to order it somewhere sure what's it called casamigos 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 this is somebody house friends somebody famous owns this george clooney or something Mm. yeah oh yeah that's yeah signatures right there on the bottle well that's pretty good Mm. i'm gonna have a beer i drink another one of these banana boats yeah i mean banana beers Second banana from Wiseacre. Shout out Wiseacre. <laughs> um, Inside the Tiny Bomb Studios. <laughs> we'll skip. <laughs> Tiny. Tiny Brian. <laughs> Luca's laying on the ground. What are we watching? Bo, what are you watching? I'm at 823 on the Dallas game. Oh, we're at 817. Dallas Phoenix. Oh. Mm-hmm. Round two. So Luca's still not on the ground. Oh, he got hit. Luca got hit in the privates by none other than Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah, he kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, go, Jay Crowder goes for a, like a pump fake, but I think he was just trying to kick Luka Doncic in the nuts. Yeah, he was never going to shoot that ball. No. no. Luca's like, this is my fetish. I'm fine. I'm not really <laughs> into to Jay, but uh, I, I can shake this off pretty quick. Ooh. You kick me in balls, it turbocharged me. <laughs> He's milking it. 
That was a pretty good kick, though. They might not have gotten. See, get him in the balls. He's trying to get a, yeah, yeah, clear. it was right on the dick. <laughs> He's trying to get uh, some flagrants out of this. Yeah, that's interesting. Like the face, speaking of flagrants, the face is uh, for sure a flagrant, but not the dick. <laughs> I would, it's a tough call. Let's see how it plays out. I know it's tough to judge intent, but Jay Crowder <laughs> was not shooting. He, wasn't shooting that now does jay crowder have a reputation that's a new thing that's going around this week yeah it's people's reputations are influencing calls flagrant foul flagrant foul jay crowder they called a flagrant because he kicked his leg out and hit luca between the legs it's a flagrant one yeah i mean he didn't he didn't club him in the face and then drag him down to the floor by his jersey. So it was just a, it was just a kick in the nuts. Free throws in the ball. They went from possession. Maybe he'll think twice before doing some stupid-ass shit like that again. Mm, I doubt it. You're not taking somebody out of the game. It's a second quarter. What was the point? Why is Reggie laughing so hard? Must have been something, something in the explanation. Must have... Made Reggie laugh a little bit. Oh, Luca looks fine. He didn't have to leave the game. Maybe before they call these flagrants, they should uh, go up to the other player and say, will you be able to continue? <laughs> yeah. He can continue? Okay, normal tech. Mm, okay. If he can't continue and play in the game, he's out. The other guy gets thrown out. Yeah. But then so... So what if the fouled player... They're both gone now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> if it was so bad... What if he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't play, and then the other... The, you're out. Yeah, the fouler gets ejected. <laughs> yeah, they're both out. And he's like, oh, you know what, actually... It wasn't that bad. I think I can tough it out. Maybe it's not a flagrant. I also think that while we're on the subject, kicking players out of games I don't think is the answer. We've done this before. We've had this conversation before. But I don't know if you were involved in it but i think instead of throwing guys out of games they should just up the fines so if it's a flagrant two maybe less flagrant twos hmm. like a flagrant one is fine but they're they should they should up these fines i think and just hit these guys in the wallets like million well, dollar, I, million dollar kick to the balls you know what i mean yeah, but it, yeah, that would be a deterrent. It's it's tough to judge intent in some of these, but dude, you can if you're like if you're trying to take a player out of the game, I understand why they would kick you out of the game, right? Because they have to control the game. The referees do. Yeah, and I I do like that it adds up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I won't sing out Draymond. I'll sing out Demarcus Cousins. Like that's just technicals, but it, and that's not flagrants. But let's just use the Demarcus Cousins technical thing. Like you can't just keep acting inappropriately and expect to not have consequences. Right. So Cousins would get suspended for a game based on his like regular season because mm -hmm. he was for, with the Kings. So there was no postseason. His regular season behavior, he would get suspended and lose money. And I felt like that was at least he knew that was coming. So. It didn't matter for Demarcus because he he did it anyway, 
but there were he knew it he knew it was gonna happen i understand that there's still consequences but i would rather see a guy get hit in the wallet than maybe thrown out of the game so what about a if it's uh, an egregious attack and the guy like seriously almost injures somebody yeah get him out of there like a, a we like the but there's a line and it's kind of blurry where the fucking line is so would the ref say okay we're gonna they get two shots in the ball and we're gonna send send this to, for, to review for the the fragrant flagrant foul fine committee is that what is that what you would yeah i see? think the league would have to send down fines later but mm-hmm. what i'm saying in the heat of the game it's just like a a technical or whatever so if you get two of those yeah then you're out you know you get your warning mm-hmm. what is crazy to me is like suspending guys in the playoffs or even just like kicking guys out of the game in the playoffs i don't think it's necessary on one single act that can be interpreted t- totally differently by two separate officials you know like if one official looks at it and says, "Oh, that's the worst thing I've ever seen," another official will look at it and be like, "Well, it wasn't. He didn't try to take him out of the game. He just tried to stop him from scoring as best as he could." Yeah, yeah, he grabbed him, whatever. But I just think it's too much gray area for the players. They don't know what they can and can't do exactly. Mm-hmm. And then also the interpretation from the referees is so up and down constantly. It's very like cloudy. What exactly is a flagrant two, a flagrant one, or whatever? So, yeah. like, why are we kicking guys out of the game? I feel like everything should kind of be a two chances, unless it's just blatantly egregious. Everything should kind of be a two chance thing in a game. Like, you get a first, you get a second chance mm. to not be a do a shitty thing again. But if the players were fined more, they might be less inclined to even do the first thing if it's more than like a, a, i don't know two hundred thousand dollars is that enough maybe to deter I mean, somebody from kicking somebody in the balls like jay crowder just did it's a lot to some players but not a but lot what if you're, to others what if you're a minimum guy yeah. or like a 10-day guy how yeah. are you gonna yeah you can't be fucking around yeah you can't be in the holes of the league though is what i'm saying at the, at the same time like the high paid guys i mean Houston, Houston could just go. Oh, we're, we're actually we are gonna pay. We are gonna play John Wall. You're making forty four million this year. Uh, get out there and just uh, just throw Chris Paul on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be fine. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying, John Wall. We figured out how you fit in. <laughs> He's the bruiser. <laughs> We've talked about this before when players have been ejected during the playoffs and. It's like, man, what? You have to just find the fucking guy. Like, make up, make up their own fucking fine. It could be salary percentaged. Hey, you lose five percent of your mm-hmm. yearly salary if you get five flagrants or whatever. If you get a flagrant foul in the playoffs, you lose twenty percent of your salary. That's a lot. That would keep people honest. I think. I don't know what the percentages would be. That's probably a lot. 2% or 1% is probably more realistic. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it could be a different fine for every player if that's an issue, a percentage. I yeah, don't know. I'll tell you what, in 2014, 
it would have been nice if Zach Randolph had just gotten fined. Yeah, I mean, that probably <laughs> should have of, just been, yeah. that should have been a flagrant one and a fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his second time, uh, you know, kind of gently hitting Stephen Adams. <laughs> Very gently. <laughs> and I mean, that was, and that was ruled on post game. Uh huh. Yeah. He didn't even get, he didn't, yeah, he was suspended and didn't even get kicked out of the game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Should have been a fine. Let's take a percentage that Zach Randolph doesn't want to lose. How much is it too much mm-hmm. to lose? Yeah. To where you don't act out like that. That's all I'm saying. Taking the guy out of the game, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of it. So did you guys watch some basketball? Yeah, we should probably keep it going. Hell yeah. I watched basketball. I watched basketball this week. Um, I was actually off work Friday night for the Wolves-Grizzlies game. Six closeout game. Mm. Mm-hmm. I remember the end of the game. <laughs> I remember being really stoked that Jaron was in the game and watching him make big plays and yamming that fucking ball down. So me and a buddy went and started watching the game at one place, went, left there, went to another place, ate some mushrooms, mm-hmm. <laughs> tried to watch the game at that place, got way too out of control. Mm-hmm. Couldn't fucking stay there and watch the game. Went to another place, watched the game, and it was just dist- it was just distraction city, man. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain it, but uh, it wasn't the best game viewing situation. What you're saying is you didn't take any notes? I faintly remember what happened in game six. (laughs) It was a wild game. I remember standing really close to the TV at the end and just trying to, like, call out who was open. (laughs) Feed him. Feed him. <laughs> I remember being really stoked that Jaron was uh, in the game. Played a, more than 17 minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. Just a really good fucking closeout game from the Grizz against Minnesota. Just really shut everybody up, I felt like. The people that were complaining about referees or whatever it was that you were complaining about because... I saw a lot of referee bitching in that Wolves-Grizzlies series. Mm-hmm. And I felt like game six was pretty fucking evident that it was just the players creating their own destiny. I felt like the refs kind of stayed out of it. Was that a bad take? No. I felt like it was just pretty cut and dry who won that fucking game. I liked it. The Grizzlies were down 10 going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I did not like that, actually. Yeah. No, they're always down. Uh, um, you know, there's a John Morant quote from, I think it was game five, the game Brian went to, the game mm-hmm. Brandon Clark started, the game that the Grizzlies didn't go into overtime. Jaws said, it feels good to get the win, but me personally, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of playing from behind. John Morant said that you weren't too stoked on the playing from no, behind. No, and I I actually felt like the Wolves real the 
they gave the Grizzlies big time matchup problems. And the Wolves also their ability just to hit threes in bunches really caused problems for the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And I felt like also the Grizzlies were not all together for that series, and the Wolves played better than that. Mm-hmm. John Morant was I, 100% hurt in that yeah. series. No question. And I honestly thought the Wolves could have won that series in five games. And it, Just from watching basically every minute of that series, I felt like the Wolves could have won in five. And that's got to be frustrating for the Wolves fans. But the Wolves just did a, a total choke job. If you're a Wolves fan, I mean, you're kind of used to them losing anyway, aren't you? You're just you like, are. oh, great, another fucking losing Wolves season. Yeah. Well, but this wasn't a losing Wolves season. Well, they lost. Well, but they made the playoffs and then a winning record. Yeah. They and they the won the champion. Game. They won the championship in the play-in. Yeah, so it's a step in the right direction. I have a question for you, Bo. Mm-hmm. So right now, this is kind of Carl Anthony Towns' team, right? Sure. Like, it's his team. I guess. Whose team is it? It's Cat's team. He's the max player. He's been there the longest. Will it always be his team, though? Will it be his team two seasons from now? That's the big question on my mind is – if Anthony Edwards is going to take this team over, can he do it with Cat there? Hmm. Will Cat relinquish the team to Ant Dog? Okay, so we, I, I would say yes. To make Ant Dog happen, dude. <laughs> Never. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, though. But this is getting ridiculous. No, go on. <laughs> no, no, let's let's address this elephant in the room here. Is it Anthony Edwards or is it Cat? Would Cat be able to like say, "Yeah, I'm I'm second fiddle"? If Anthony Edwards is legitimately, if he at age what would it be twenty three, twenty two, age twenty two season mm-hmm. in two years, he's twenty right now. Mm-hmm. If he has like taking taken, if he's averaging twenty six points a game. And shooting forty percent from three, dunking on everybody, blocking shots, has developed some playmaking skills, and he's like basically first team All NBA, which I think he he could one hundred percent be. So he's like a Jason Tatum, yeah, something like that. Just a young stud, but like at age twenty two, twenty three, I think Cat. Yeah, I think you. If they have the right chemistry, because it's different for the Grizz because there's not that established veteran there. I guess the the comp would be if you had a 26-year-old Pau Gasol and then 21-year-old John Morant. How would that play out? Yeah, Pau is giving it up. Yeah, and I think Cat Cat would give it up. Hmm. I think he would. I think I, he I, likes I, uh, he likes being the guy calling the shots, getting D'Lo to the team and shit like that. Which yeah. that really didn't work out the greatest, I don't think. But if all of a sudden they're asking Anthony Edwards, you know, personal questions, if that's even a thing, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that you think I, they I can know. coexist. Do you think? 
do you think Zach Kleiman and Tayshawn Prince are like going to John asking him who he wants to play with? I think if Jaw went to them and said that he wanted to play with somebody in particular, they would listen and see if they could make it happen. Yeah, I suppose. I think they would tell him <laughs> they would see if they could make it happen. We'll do our best. Obviously, we have a plan already. Mm-hmm. But if we can work that into the plan, like if we can snake somebody out of the draft, sure. I don't think Jaws the type of person to even ask, but whatever. I think he's just going out there and doing his his shit for now. Yeah. I I guess my prediction is that my prediction for Ant is that he he's an all NBA guy in the next three years. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be better than Cat. And I think Cat's either he's gonna be fine with it, is what I think. Hmm. Maybe he'll like not having the pressure of being the number one. But if you're if you are and Cat's an all NBA type player, I don't remember if he's has he made an all NBA team? I he's probably it. gonna make third team this year, I think, because he played a full season. Yeah, he made 2017, 18 all NBA. Hmm. So Cat is an all NBA guy. 17, 18, third team. Third team. Well, it's still an all-NBA team. Mm-hmm. There's 12 of those guys, or 12 of them, 15. <laughs> uh. He made that team with Steph Curry. LaMarcus <laughs> <laughs> Aldridge was on second team. <laughs> and the center on first team was Anthony Davis, forward Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Yeah, when you when I asked first team, I was thinking was Anthony Davis hurt that year? <laughs> well, no, I, no, and I don't think Cat would make first team. So not over Jokic. I'd say in a given season, Cat could be a top twenty NBA player. That's, that's my point. And then Ant could be mm-hmm. a top ten player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just I was wondering. I was just thinking. It was going through my mind this week. I mean, what's y'all's opinion I, on the... How like, is that going to work? Who do you guys think the alpha dog is next year on that team? I mean, to me, it looks like it looks like Edwards. I think so. I think you have to... Yeah. And how does that affect Carl Anthony Towns? Does it affect him? If they made the, they made the playoffs this year and they could have beaten Memphis and maybe should have beaten Memphis. So if... Edwards makes another leap. I don't see how Cat and Cat wants to win, and he's locked in with his five-year no-option contract in Minnesota. I don't. I don't see how that's a, a negative. Mm-hmm. If Ant takes that leap and is that much better than everybody else, and it's that obvious, Cat is not. It's not like he's already requested a trade out of Minnesota. You know, he he oh. is. So I think he, I, I would assume he'd be okay with it. And uh, and and, th- and another thing. So they'll continue to get better. I think so. so I think Cat's think? gonna embrace it, and they won't have a and, lull. And if you, you know, and the media played this up, and it was it was fun to see. But Cat, Cat's dad, and and T, them being together and being sitting together during the game. It just kind of shows to me that that they're 
all those guys, the like cat and jaw, they're they have they're like reasonable. They have what, what am I trying to say? That they they are willing to listen to criticism and accept wins and losses and camaraderie. And when you have a guy on your team that is taking a leap, you're willing to to take a step back to let that leap happen. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it, it does. As long as you're winning. I guess my point is like Cat's dad's not an asshole. Cat's not an asshole. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he should want to win at, at no matter what. Maybe, and I think it'll work. Maybe that's the problem with Cat. <laughs> that he's not an asshole? <laughs> yeah. It's... We in Minnesota now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he smiles too much. And he's too tall. <laughs> well, Ant smiles a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if they get a whole lot better. We'll see. They probably don't, but I, I think we can all agree Anthony Edwards is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just kind of wonder who... Like when everybody else rolls into Minnesota, whose team do they think it is? I'm just curious mm-hmm. how that'll play out. I don't well, know. That's up, to, that's up to Chris Finch. And I honestly don't know if Anthony Edwards, Edwards will uh, let that happen smoothly. I will say this about you Chris give a convincing Finch. argument that he will, but I don't know. Yeah, he's Paul Westhead looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Finch? Chris Finch. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Westhead looking ass. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> Chris Finch looks like he accidentally got that job. <laughs> he absolutely did not accidentally get that job. <laughs> he but. looks like him. What was his? He he came he came from Toronto, right? Was he Toronto? Toronto. Because remember that was I, a, I remember that was like a it was a big deal because they I think that. Toronto was in the postseason. Toronto gave Minnesota permission to talk to him. Mm, you're right. I because I remember yeah. hearing it. It was like it wasn't like a big deal, but I was like, oh, that's weird. Like he's, they gave him permission to talk to the Timberwolves, and they're like still playing. Mm-hmm. It's a Canadian way. Oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go on oh, ahead. Sorry. sorry. I think we should move on. Mm-hmm. What's the next topic, Jeff? Well, I was going to do news, but there's no news this week, right? Well, Embiid's banged up. Well, that's just playoff stuff, though. Yeah, exactly. It's not news. Can we can we talk that's, about that? That's their series. Yeah, we can. I don't think there was any news. There weren't any announcements or anything like that. It's not any news. Uh, no player awards, right? No. Well, we're thinking about what Embiid getting hurt would be like a series conversation. Do we need to talk about that series? Well, is that what's on your mind? Yeah, it's on we can talk about bit. all the series if you want. I don't know if that's necessary. How many? Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I ask what you mind? I do not mind. Do you mind if I ask about your mind? Are you asking what's on my mind? With your feet in the air and your head on the ground, where is my mind? Where is your mind? What's on your mind this week, Brian? 
I know you're thinking something. What have you been thinking about this week? I want to talk about Philly. So I was off work today. Mm. We were closed. Went in this morning and uh, just kind of got some stuff knocked out. My usual Monday routine. And I looked up and saw, oh, the uh, Grizzlies-Golden State Game 1 recap comes on NBA at 11 o'clock. I got to get home for that because I didn't get to watch most of the game. It's cool. I'm going to watch the hour-long recap, catch up on what happened. And so NBA TV was just running playoff recaps like all day. So that's what I did. (laughs) Nice. I just watched hour-long recaps of like four games today. Okay. So I watched this game six, the Philly-Toronto series. The closeout game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're hearing MB got hurt, uh, fractured his orbital bone. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're thinking, well, that's that's awful. You don't want to see players get hurt. You don't want to see players be injured and not be able to play, especially in the postseason. Mm-hmm. You don't wish that on anybody. I don't even want anybody on the Warriors to get hurt. I want the Grizzlies to play the Warriors at like full full speed, full mm-hmm. strength. Right. You know? I don't want any excuses. No, no easy way out. Right. So I'm watching this game, and it gets to like fourth quarter and Philly has a very comfortable lead lead and I'm thinking well Embiid's still out there I was like did this game go six <laughs> did it did it go seven did it go seven why is he out there and yeah why is he out there yeah so I just keep and at one point I just, I'm just kind of like all right well uh, maybe I got some wires crossed mm. maybe there was another game and that's the game he got injured in <laughs> because with Four minutes left. This is almost over. Four minutes left (laughs) in this game. Yeah. Surely. Philly's up 27 points. Surely this isn't what happened. Embiid has like a wide open dunk. Comes down the other end. And that's when the injury happens. And I'm thinking, why are Harden and Embiid still in this game? Mm Mm-hmm. What genius coach, dude, <laughs> would have these guys in the game with such a commanding lead? And 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 the answer is Doc Rivers. And and to give him a little bit of a pass, I'm imagining MB dunks the basketball. They come down the other end, and Doc Rivers is probably thinking, "All right, man, like Toronto scores, next dead ball, whatever it is, I call a timeout and I get these guys out. It's a little too late." Little too late. Yeah. What the fuck was he doing? The the play before, so it, it was the play before the MB dunk. I noticed Hart there was like a strip on Harden, mm. like a like a steal attempt. And he kind of jumps and comes down. And when he comes down, he looks like he he was like walking gingerly for like a second. And I was like, oh no. Harden. Why is Harden still in the game? <laughs> yeah. Harden, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Embiid injury happens on the next offensive series. Man, I mean, I'm not the biggest Doc Rivers supporter. I think he's actually kind of a bad fucking coach. I think anybody who listens to the podcast will know that we're not <laughs> huge fans of Doc Rivers. If you've listened for a while, then you know. If you've listened since the beginning of the season, then you know. I blame what happened to Ben Simmons on Doc. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what anybody else yeah. thinks. I think it's poor leadership. 
Yeah. Why would you have your two, like, it's the playoffs, man. Like, I get that you don't have other bigs or whatever to play, but it's 26 points for four minutes. They're up, they're up 27. Okay, so. All so, you have to do is let so the shot clock run out every time you get the ball. Before Embiid's <laughs> dunk, they're up 25. Yeah. They're up 25. Yeah, it's silly. There's less than five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Well, that's why guys take their stars out of the games when they're out of hand. That's exactly why. Because it's just you're just tempting fucking bad fate, right? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and I literally got to the point where I was like, I'm watching the wrong game. It's terrible. Maybe doesn't get hurt in this game. It's awful. And, of course, Philly lost. Today, mm-hmm. against Miami in game one. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have Joel Embiid. I don't know what to make <laughs> of it. It just blows your mind. It's like, did that really... F- I'm sure Doc is thinking, did that really fucking yeah. happen? He's th- he's thinking, how did this happen to me? I'm such a good coach. I was just <laughs> in the media last week telling everybody what a good coach yeah. I was. <laughs> Because I don't blow these leads. I don't blow 3-0 leads. It's never my fault when we blow leads, yeah. series leads. And then he goes and does some goofy-ass shit like this. Like, what did what did he have to gain, Bo? What did he have to gain from leaving Embiid out there? I don't know what. I, I make, it it's, <laughs> makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's enough said. I really do think next dead ball that he was going to call a timeout and pull everybody, but it was it was a play too late. That's all it takes. Thank God Philly had already gone up 3-1 last <laughs> week or the week before because Philly played Toronto, and they both won a game mm-hmm. last week. If Philly wasn't already ahead 3-1, mm-hmm. Toronto would have had a chance without Embiid out there, no question. And it's a and it's a it's a banged up Toronto team. Yeah, they're okay. And Joel Embiid is out there up 25-27. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, it's wild. With less than five minutes, it's just <sighs> it's wild. But now Embiid is out. He may come back and play. I think game three. They're saying he may come back with a mask. The Sixers are optimistic. Three or four. Which we, we've seen Mask Embiid before. He's pretty good. I've seen Embiid play in a mask and then tear it off because he didn't like wearing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I'll play without it. He's already playing through a torn ligament in his right thumb, which he's going to have to have surgery on in the offseason. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, yeah. It's frustrating. Is this the end of Doc? <laughs> no. No, it's not. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> no, of course it isn't, dude. Because everybody Some other him. schmuck will hire him as a coach. <laughs> or he'll stay in Philly for 10 years. He talks himself into these jobs. He talks his way into these jobs. Like, I get it. I think he's a really likable person. Uh, I think he knows <laughs> yeah, how to talk. <laughs> I think he knows how to talk to... I think he knows how to read a room. Mm-hmm. He knows how to talk to people, and he. I think he's a chameleon. I think he changes when he talks to different people. I don't think he's the same person through and through. You put 
Doc Rivers in a room with a certain person, a group of people that are all the same, and he talks to them one way. You could take them out, you put them in another room, and he talks to everybody a different way. That's what I think. I think he's good at schmoozing. I think he's good at lubing the deals. But I don't think he's I don't think he's a head coach. I think Doc might be a better like like Assistant a GM. Or even like front office guy. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I don't but I, I don't I wanna, don't think he's an idiot. I just think he I just think that he's not humble. I think he does and a he, lot of bonehead shit. To, he needs to do something without Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. He's had opportunities already. Like I've I've told you, Jeff, I think I'm on record on the podcast. I could have won a championship <laughs> in Boston with those guys. Probably. Danny Ainge could have coached it. <laughs> well, what do you think, Bo? You know, I don't have a strong enough opinion on Doc. I That's okay too. You know, if I was in that position, I'm sure I would do some dumbass shit too. I'm just not gonna have a strong opinion on it. I, I would have that's fine. I, I would like to think that I would have an assistant coach on the I would put myself in a position to have an assistant coach on the bench that says, Hey, remember when you hired me to tell oh. you tell you a few Dude. things? Like <laughs> this is me saying, Hey, maybe pull Joel out. We've got this in the bag. Oh yeah. You th- just, I trust you. Thank you. No. Nope. Like, like that that's my leadership style is if I what's all the information and who do I trust to give me that information? And then also in a moment of in a playoff game, who, who can I also trust to make a decision for me? And I can filter all those things and then I can make the decision at, you know, once it's all presented to me in an organized fashion. Right. And so I, I would put myself in a position to have people I trust to tell me, Hey, take them out we got this oh yeah I, I was i was thinking about my you know my steak and whatever <laughs> beer i was gonna have after the game right but okay so that's the difference between you and doc rivers i don't think anybody on doc rivers staff feels comfortable coming up to him and being like hey you need to take and bead and harden out there's no fucking right. way and no, like nobody Feels have, comfortable doing that to him. You know why? Because he's a fucking asshole. They have an assistant coach who I feel like should be comfortable saying stuff like that. And it's Dave Yeager. No way. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not, not doing it. He should. He should. Well, he should be like, I didn't beat cancer for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave Yeager's kind of been down this road before. Dave Yeager is a guy that should be able to give it to a coach straight. But I don't think Doc Rivers is very inviting on that kind of information. Again, is why he, he can't he couldn't communicate with Ben Simmons properly. So I don't think he's the most approachable fucking guy. Like you saying those things, Bo, like makes all the sense in the world. Makes total fucking sense. And that's probably how a lot of head coaches work. They take the information. Mm-hmm. But there's some people out there that you don't want to talk to like that. Because there could be ramifications. Yeah, you, you could get you, could, yeah, you get fired or yeah, demoted or whatever. Or yeah, so that that's not my leadership style. My leadership style is I don't know. I'm not. Right. I'm good enough to manage this information, 
but I need your help and I'm going to trust you. Right. And that's normal. That's a normal way of doing business. But I don't, I think Doc Rivers is a little old school in that approach to where it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, I didn't get to be this successful because of you. I know what I'm doing. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like with anything in sports, especially sports, sports science, as they say these days, it's kind of like, you know, a head coach is not going to know all about sleep and food and what these guys need to be doing. But as a head coach, you hire, you have people around you that know all these things and you trust them. And then you tell your players, Hey, this is how we're going to do things. A la Miami. Yeah. And it's like having uh, too many yes men around you. It's a similar thing where people Mm -hmm. are just always agreeing with you no matter what you do. Mm Mm-hmm because there is kind of like a power restriction on everybody else where they're not comfortable being honest and coming up to you and being straightforward or whatever about a situation it's it's what that's what doc rivers just screams to me and i understand that we're not head coaches and we don't know exactly what all goes into it and what it takes but Doc Rivers has patterns. He's not his first head coaching mm-hmm. situation. And that Ben Simmons shit just kind of was like the, like he fucked up that Chris Paul situation with the Lakers or Clippers. Mm-hmm. Obviously. They got, they sent his ass out of town. Mm-hmm. Now you see how Ben Simmons like completely changed as a person and player Mm. that just happened i don't well nobody guided him towards that in defense of doc Uh uh-huh uh-huh i'm listening this is i'm listening john morant (laughs) (laughs) we've seen ben simmons over the course of the season and i don't i don't think that Doc was 100% to blame. I don't think he helped the situation at all. Right. No, we've talked about this already. Ben Simmons needed more of like a mentoring Mm -hmm. and like a guiding, a growing situation. Not somebody that's just going to berate and yell at him all the fuck every time he makes a mistake. Ben Simmons was who he was. He is who he is. But Doc Rivers approached the situation completely fucking wrong. He refused to adapt or change who he is mm-hmm. and his style to his personnel. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You got to be, I mean, you have to be a it, little more flexible these days. It's what, it's what it told me. But I don't want to, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of off it. I'm over it, you know. But, yeah, Embiid gets hurt because of poor coaching, in my opinion. Yep. No, I agree. Now they got to face Miami, and, and they're going to be uh, climbing an uphill battle mm-hmm. the whole fucking time. They're not going to win that series. There's well, no fucking way. What what Bam get tonight? <laughs> Tell me. Twenty four, for eight of ten from the field, eight free from the line, four assists, two steals and a block. How many rebounds? Twelve. Oh, when they played DeAndre Jordan at center, they started DeAndre <laughs> Jordan at center. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Jordan was a negative 22 plus minus 
as a starter. Bam was a plus 26. Okay. Paul Reed got 13 minutes. Who? B-Ball Paul. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're going down that roster there. <laughs> you know, the one guy, this is actually what's been on my mind all week is uh, some Philly stuff too. But Tyrese Maxey has been my guy in the playoffs. He played 35 minutes tonight. Probably had to. He didn't have a great game tonight. It's probably uh, too much defensive attention on him with Embiid not in there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Miami too. What did a fucking what did Harden do? I'm a big I'm a big Maxi fan. I like Maxi. The the future is bright for Philly when Harden wants out. Harden had 16 points. Are you kidding? Really? When Philly has to trade Harden for Westbrook or John Wall. At least they've still got Tyrese Maxey there. All right. We're going we're gonna hit one more one more pull of this Casamigos. So back to Tyrese Maxey. My opinion that he's really been hooping since the Harden trade and he's continued his exceptional play in the playoffs. He's definitely the crowd favorite in Philly. They love him in Philadelphia. I just believe in this guy. I think he's going to be really good for a long time. He's a uh, tough, tough player. And he's been on my mind a lot. I feel like we haven't really talked about him much. I don't know what the next step in his game has got to be. I think his next step has to be like more playmaking. I think he has to be a playmaker. He reminds me of like a D'Anthony Melton. They're very similar, but Tyrese is more of a point guard. But he's really aggressive like D'Anthony. Like he makes game-changing plays. Well, the clear difference there is Tyrese Max is good in the postseason. Yeah. Well, he is so far. I don't know with all this defensive pressure he's going to be getting, how much he's going to be able to do. I think he's got to be a better playmaker, like uh, find the passes. But this kid goes to the lane, puts his body on the line, plays tough defense, can hit the three. I, I think his next move and getting better would be uh, getting stronger at the three and being a better playmaker. If he wants to be a point guard, he's going to have to be a better playmaker. This is his second year or third year? Second. Yeah, he's real brand new. But he caught my eye very early on, and uh, I'm glad he's getting some playoff experience now. I think he's going to be a guy that maybe if Philly goes south and they have to make changes, he's a guy that somebody could steal off their roster and they may not get a lot back for, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But he's okay. not like a bench guy anymore. It's kind of, I think he's already a known commodity. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, executives, I think a lot of casual fans are hip to Tyrese Maxey. I think they could package him in a hardened trade for LeBron and Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Who, fu- I, what? <laughs> Sorry. 
I think the tequila's kicking in. <laughs> you, you just broke my brain, dude. <laughs> like, what, why, who, what, why, what, why, who, why? Let's keep it moving, huh? Sounds good. Let's recap real quick what happened last week. Phoenix moved on. Pelicans didn't win a game last week. Phoenix advances. Dallas won two games last week. Utah didn't win any. Dallas advanced. I will say this about the Dallas th- or the the Utah thing. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich had that shot to win it wide open. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Missed it. And Conley traveled, which was hard to watch. Yeah, that was a bummer. They had timeouts too. Yeah. Conley could have um, called timeout. And like it just like based on the reporting that's coming out of, even today coming out of Utah, it sounds like Donovan Mitchell and Gobert don't want to be together. Mm-hmm. And Simmons made this point on his pod that Ainge will trade anybody and do and just he's doesn't have any emotional attachment to players. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, uh, you'd assume there's a Utah blow up happening. It's not like and I was I was thinking about this with Mike Conley. It's not like it's Mark and Mike where those dudes are cool. Like they're, you know, they're buddies. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, Mitchell and Gobert are not buddies. Sounds like a team in turmoil. Mm-hmm. So which so, one would you take? <laughs> which one do you side with? Or you trade them both? <laughs> well, we got to think about this from Ainge's perspective. I would probably, I think you have to stick with Mitchell because he's younger, right? Though he's he's never made an all NBA team. There's more Mitchells than there are Rudy Gobert's. Yeah, that's true. I I guess what what would you, whichever what one you, you like though? better. I think Mitchell's gonna be better for your team. I think he's better uh, with teammates. Like he's Mitchell's a very likable guy, right? I mean, we could get into the the weeds on this pretty quickly if we wanted to, because Hollinger had Hollinger went through on potential Go Bear trades, mm. and Charlotte was on there. Boston was on there. Memphis was on there. Charlotte. Um, but the Charlotte trade was not. Makes well, sense I mean, Charlotte, me. yeah, you had to, you had to send Hayward back. Okay. Oh, Danny Ainge is all over that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> nah, you might not want to deal with Hayward. It's Brad Stevens' guy. <laughs> so, I, would just, I don't know. He'd probably just wave Hayward. He'd sign and wave. Trade and wave, I mean. You got to get something back to keep Mitchell happy, though. You know. All right. I mean, well, yeah. Rudy Charlotte's Rudy got Rudy Gobert's contract stuff. is ridiculous, dude. So it's, it's yeah. thirty-four this year, thirty-four eight this year, thirty-seven six next year, forty point four the following year, forty forty-three point two in twenty-four twenty-five, and then in twenty-five twenty-six he's making almost. Forty-six million dollars. Okay, well, this is oh why the gosh. Rudy Gobert. You've got to be Shaquille O'Neal for that kind of money, dude. Why is this dude not scoring thirty points a game? Because he's won the Defensive Player of the Year, and they gave him 
They gave it to him. Well, nobody passes him the ball either. But, hey, this is why I think Charlotte and Rudy Gobert works. They've been rolling Mason Plumley out there. No, I, I agree with that. Who's not good at all. Mm-hmm. But he, they look at him as like a defensive big man that can rebound. That's Rudy Gobert. Yeah. That's a poor man's Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I think that fits perfectly to what they want. I don't care yeah, if it Utah, works or not. The, what they want and what they're doing, like mm-hmm. that fits the mold. Yeah, but if Rudy Gobert costs $45 million, mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have the poor man's Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Doesn't Charlotte have like cap space? Basically, you have to send back Picks and Hayward. That, that's the crux of the deal. And yeah. If there's two things Danny Angel likes. It's picks and expirings. Picks and, and then you, you have to take picks, expirings, and um, that fella your dad drafted on his fantasy team that had a good year. Miles Bridges. Yes. Miles Bridges, Bridges is a beast, and he's 24. Mm-hmm. So it have, it Bridges and Hayward and picks. I don't think they're trading him. They'd have to do with picks and... Maybe like something like a Kelly Oubre <laughs> or Terry Rozier, maybe. Right. So, I, but that's what I'm saying is like, how do you? So, okay. So then, if you're Donovan Mitchell, are you okay with? Anyway, it's a mess. Wow, Donovan Mitchell and Miles Bridges sounds really good. I like that. Sounds awesome. We'll see what they do. I don't know. I, I kind of thought if Utah didn't have success, and I've said this on the podcast already, if they if Utah didn't have success this year, it was kind of like a make it or break it fucking season. It's just how it feels. And now all this turmoil is coming out. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think I, things are already probably in the fucking motion, dude. Well, dude, I mean, there's been turmoil ever since Rudy Gobert touched all the mics, man. Like, whatever. It, well... And so I've said from Joe the Ingles that, got hurt, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like the catalyst, in my opinion. That no, was I the catalyst that, to things going south. Yeah. That fucked the locker room up. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think that was kind of the beginning of the end. Was Ingles blowing his fucking knee out? And then they traded him, so he's like not even around. Well, yeah, they just, yeah. All right, so moving on. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas moved on. Brian, you picked Dallas to move on. You won that. I did. <laughs> you were the only just, one. I just didn't. I didn't trust Utah. Yeah. And then, uh, and once we we, we picked that second, we picked that we picked it late. Yeah. And Luca was coming back, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I agree. Luca. They got they got Luca back, and Jalen Brunson's going supernova. All right, cool. Luca just wanted it more. I don't think people and players in Utah are are particularly happy. Anyway, let's move on. Warriors Nuggets. The Warriors played one game last week. One game, and they won it to advance. Sometimes that's all you need. Just one. We all picked five games and got that right, Warriors. How about that? But, uh, yeah, talk about uh, having some rest. Those Warriors, they played one game last week. I guess two if you count the Grizzlies game last night. 
It's two. But that also puts Memphis at three games last week, beating Minnesota. Minnesota won no games last week. Mm-hmm. Not a game won last week. They're out. I'll drink to the Timberwolves. Good effort. Good effort. Mm-hmm. Just came up a little short. I think they have a lot to look forward to next season. I don't know. I think they plateaued. <laughs> okay. I didn't think they'd even be there. <laughs> this might be the best they're going to be. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Chris Warriors. I mean, that, that first game was huge. Yeah. Came down to one possession. Mm-hmm. What else can you ask for? Is that the most interesting series? Yes. I think so. It's I more th- interesting than Milwaukee Boston. Again, I, I think, think it's oh. the uh I think it's the three two, the same as uh in the first series. I think it's uh you know, where it was two seven. I think it's three two on uh both sides. Again, the most interesting series. But which one's more interesting, Warriors, Grizzlies, or Bucks, Celtics? I mean, those are the two I'll be watching most closely. Yeah. I don't know. Phoenix, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the semifinals now. Yeah. They're all fucking awesome. Yeah. Except for that Except for Philly, Miami. Miami. <laughs> Unless Embiid comes back and they win those two games in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to win those two games in Philly. Or else that's not fucking interesting at all. And it'll be like a gentleman sweep. <laughs> but uh, which one's more interesting? Well, right now, I'm looking at the Dallas-Phoenix game and then the Miami-Philly game, it's between Memphis, Golden State, and Milwaukee-Boston. Right, but which one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bo, I make a decision. Mem- I see the Memphis-Golden State just because... We're homers. So that's more interesting than the defending champions and the up-and-coming Boston. I mean, I think it's the fucking same. I can't do this. I can't fucking do this. You have two... Like, the finals should be Milwaukee-Golden State. That should be the finals. But then you have these young teams like Memphis and Boston that want it and look like they're ready to take something. That isn't theirs. <laughs> They're ready to meet you in the parking lot mm. and holler at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> meet me outside the Crystal Palace. Hey. <laughs> hey, man. You see what happened in there? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I didn't see what happened. If I'm the Warriors, I didn't see anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to get my win and be on my way. But, uh, yeah, I think it's very similar again, you know? It looks that way to me. We don't have to pick one. Fuck it. We're just going to watch all the fucking series. Uh, I think we should pay enough attention to Milwaukee-Boston. But we're talking about four games here. We're talking about four series. We're going to watch them all. Sure. It's whittled down. We're not that lazy. Two mice (laughs) fell into a bucket of cream. Well, what if it was four? Or eight. Oh, it'd be a lot of dead mice. Yeah. Look. Warriors, Grizzlies. 
there was a game. I'll say that going into it, I I thought the Grizzlies could win one of the first two games, but the Warriors are just way more experienced. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I was when picking the series, I was gonna go with the experience. Yeah, and the shoot in the shooting, in addition to the experience, with shooting is kind of implied, I suppose. No, that makes total sense. And I'm still going to stick to that. Uh, I I think the Grizzlies showed that they can hang with the Warriors, and maybe Clay Thompson has lost a step, and Steph Curry can't is not going to make every shot, though he still could go eight for ten from three in the next game, and it's going to be a blowout. I'll tell and you that what. That wouldn't surprise me. I'll tell you what, man. The Warriors better win this series. Because if they don't, it might be their last chance at a championship. You know so, why? Go ahead. Because because they're going to start James next year. Next year, <laughs> next year, the Grizzlies won't be inexperienced and young. Yeah. They're going to be ready to step on your throat. Mm-hmm. Now, we used to say this about the Spurs, right? Like, oh, they're fucking washed. They're done. They can't do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know at the time that there were as many young teams, like, chomping at the bit mm-hmm. like there are now. I mean, even, even if you just look at Milwaukee, like, or Boston, or Miami. Miami's kind of, like, halfway young. Same thing with Phoenix, like, halfway young. Mm-hmm. But... Phoenix and Miami have like a good, and Milwaukee have like a good, good it just, mix. It just, I get the fucking, I get this weird vibe that Clay Thompson and even Draymond and Steph will probably play for a while, but those guys kind of look at it like they're, they're like just really happy to be there. Like they don't know how long their careers are going to be mm-hmm. or how much longer they're going to be able to do this. It just seems like, uh, they kind of look at this as like their last dance. I could almost agree with you on Clay. Yeah. He just seems but, really reflective in his games. And maybe that's just because he's coming off the merge injuries. I disagree injuries. with I disagree with Draymond. Yeah. Because if you've watched him since he's come back, he's like Oh no, but he's, he's sprinting up and down the court. Okay. Like he looks like he looks like prime Draymond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and then they've added Bo's favorite player, Andrew Wiggins, who was an all-star starter. Draymond Green. All-star starter. Draymond Green played in 46 games this year. And then you've got Jordan Poole. With seven points a game. Who's been awesome. Yeah, the Poole thing, man. What the fuck? It's like... Uh, They're recharging? It's their, It's it's like... Uh, They're just spursing it? It's... Their, it's so it's their Desmond Bain. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Or Desmond Bain's our Jordan Poole. I don't know. It's like they're training him to be a Clay-Steph hybrid. Yeah. It would be nice if they didn't have him. <laughs> well, when they had two years without playing Steph and Clay, they were able to just develop. Is Jordan Poole what they wanted Monte Ellis to be? <laughs> I mean, he, for the... Six no. games in the playoffs, he's shooting fifty six percent from the field, forty eight from three, mm. and eighty five from the line. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of gravity out there when you're playing against the Warriors. So mm-hmm. when Draymond played 
46 games this year. So he's not playing and resting up and being healthy for the playoffs. Like how many how long can you keep that up? I just as, as long as as long as that team is coached by Steve Kerr and they have a healthy Draymond, Steph, and a relatively healthy Clay, mm-hmm. they're just hard to bet against, man. Mm-hmm. I know. We, we but don't know. We don't know what Wiseman's going to look like. We know that Jordan Poole looks good. I know that you have Luca and John Morant in it's the West. True. And then uh, whatever Utah does and Denver, it's not a joke either. I just think that the Warriors see like this re- weird window where they're like, dude, well, like our window might be closing. Yeah. This might be one of our last chances to run it back and actually make it to the Western Conference final or make it to the championship. I'll give you that in two or three years, maybe Steph Curry is not the best player in any series against Jokic, Ja, Booker. Yeah. That's fine. Luca. That's fine. I just fine. see a lot of guys on their way up. Yeah. And that was a one-point game. That was a one-possession game. With a great look at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, you pointed he this out. He got his layup, whatever. You pointed this out, too. Oh, when uh, ja went Who up knows what would happen? If ja, I don't know if there was enough time, but, yeah, it looked like, what? You're talking about Brandon? Clark, yeah. BC? Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at it, it was a give and go. Yeah. That's what the play was. It was a give and go. It was a a play drawn up for Ja to run straight at the basket from behind half court, which not not a bad play call. I'm not mad at the the play call at all. Brandon gives the ball to Ja, Mm -hmm. and then Brandon goes Mm -hmm. to the rim. But I don't know if – I forget. I think it was Wiggins. Somebody was in the lane. Yeah. And that might have been why it wasn't a give-and-go lob. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Jaw was pretty intensely covered there. Well, he, no, he sprinted past GP Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he just saw open floor and was like, yeah. I'm going. I'm going for it. He, he saw Brandt. nothing but the <laughs> yeah. backboard. Yeah. Tough break. If you're a Memphis fan, but if you're a Warriors fan, you're feeling pretty good about it. I would assume. I still feel good. It's one game. No, one game does not dictate dictate a series. But I will say that against the Timberwolves, it -hmm. did not matter. No, (laughs) against the Warriors, it kind of it kind of matters. Yeah, it should. They're they're a championship team. The Grizzlies are not supposed to win. But hopefully they can keep it interesting. They're the higher seed, but yes. Should not be a sweep. No, it should not be, but it 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 could be a sweep and they could all be one point games. Yeah. It could come down it could come like that. That's kind of one of the things I after that game I was like, damn, they could be close every game and lose every game. Yeah. That would be the experience coming through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. If we end up losing to the Warriors in the second round, I will not be upset. No. I won't be should. happy, but I won't be upset. Would you be upset next year if the same thing happens? Yes. So that's what I'm talking about. Yes. That's yes. what I'm talking about with this Progression. War- the Warriors. Progression. That's what I'm talking about. We, a seri- we won a series. 
That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, if you're the Warriors, you should be, like, very concerned about the future. Mm-hmm. And looking at this kind of like a last dance. Yeah. You should be. Because you just said if the Grizzlies lose to the Warriors in the second round next year, you'd be disappointed. Yeah. I'm done. I'm I'm done here. <laughs> I'm just saying I, w- I won't bet against the Warriors, but well, especially when when Zaire Williams is Jordan Poole next year, right? Totally. Yeah. Well, Zaire, oh, that's right. Guy, He's not even playing. My guy Roy Williams, <laughs> rookie of the year. Williams. Zaire Williams <laughs> is going to be our positionless switch on everything guy that every team is going to have. Yeah. Every team in the NBA is going to have guys like this. Like almost like Durant's, but the talent level obviously can't be matched. Right. But that model player. Oh, he's uh everybody's he's, doing it. He's Andrew Wiggins. If yeah. If everybody's not doing Andrew Wiggins Warriors Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins just stepped into the fucking Kevin Durant role. Mm-hmm. They were like, We know how to use you. We'll just Yeah. Do everything just we did do, with Durant. Yeah, just do everything else. It'll be less but less like um you're not the number one or yeah. two. You're three, four. Yeah. All right. But if we lose to Brooklyn, you won't go there <laughs> next year. Yeah, no, Wiggins is going to retire a warrior. He's so lose, happy yeah. there. <laughs> He's so happy. He's 27. Yeah. I made an all-star team. Yeah. I started an all-star game. Yeah. I never leave. I'm never leaving here. <laughs> <laughs> We kind of already touched on Miami, Atlanta. We all had Miami slamming Atlanta in a sweep. But they won in five. Miami did, so that's pretty close. Trey Young got them one. They got to blow it up, too. No, they're going to run it back. Atlanta's just like, is there another gallinari is there another gallinari we can get no atlanta's just gonna try to fill gaps they're not gonna blow up shit they got nothing to blow up they're just gonna keep trying to sign people Mm -hmm. and build adding pieces just gonna be trey young not (laughs) yeah they'll just probably not in the huddle continue to be (laughs) to be trey young sulking a play-in team probably and then Philly, Toronto, we already touched on that. They both won one game last week. Philly advanced. Toronto's on their way, too. I like that team. Just got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. We all had Philly advancing. That's no surprise. It took six games. We had them in five and four. I had a sweep there. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee... Chicago, Milwaukee advanced. Chicago won no games last week. Was that a was that a four one series? Yeah. Okay. Fizzled and out. Chicago. Yeah, that, yeah, no no Caruso, no Levine, no Bulls. Yeah, they'll run it back. Chicago's not gonna change anything. They just need to be healthy and maybe they add some free agency. I I have no idea what Chicago's gonna do. I think they just kind of run it back. They had good success. I think the season just kind of ended too early. Maybe the finish line came. Maybe they ran out of gas. I don't know. They had injuries. Lonzo. Levine. 
Caruso. DeRozan. Vucevic's jump shot. They had injuries. Not worried about Chicago. I f- I figure they'll just run it back. I don't I don't really know though. I don't I can't see them blowing it up. I th- no, I think they'd be smart just to yeah. go into next season with they had good success. Similar. Yeah. And yeah, kind of keep it together. Hope for yeah. another team to be as banged up as they were this year. Or just try to stay healthy. Yeah. And then uh yeah, Boston won a game, Brooklyn won no games. Oh, Brooklyn, I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, that brings me to a point is why did we uh, doubt Giannis? Milwaukee beat Boston in game one in the semifinals. The next round, Boston had home court advantage. That's a two seed. Mm -hmm. Why did we doubt Giannis? Well, I, I, I think I said last week with Middleton being out, and Boston just like manhandling Brooklyn mm-hmm. at that from that point. I was like, okay, well, which should make sense. That was my logic, right? Who'd already pick in the series? How many games? I took Boston in six against Milwaukee. Well, I had picked Brooklyn to win in seven against Boston, so. We've all got Boston beating Milwaukee. How many games? Bo five, Brian six, Jeff seven. I picked a seven game series and I said home court wins. Series isn't over. I mean, Everybody, you have to you have to imagine I, I think my logic in picking Boston in six was Giannis can Giannis is gonna win you a game or two. I'm sure I said everybody wins at home. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> and then Boston lost at home. First game. It's going to be a battle. Uh, Doubting Giannis, the former champion, seems so stupid now, though. Because it wasn't a close game. No. Milwaukee handled that shit. No. In Boston. It's 101 to 89. Can I I give you Giannis' line real quick? I already know it. (laughs) What's the people here? Plus minus triple 23. Double. Fucking triple double. 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Mm-hmm. Two blocks. Giannis is fucking serious. With or without Middleton. He's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Defensively. Everything Lee. He was blocking Tatum <laughs> at the rim repeatedly. How many blocks? Two blocks. Those were both on Tatum. Those were both like important blocks. Those were message sending blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Now, Boston will respond. They'll fight back. I think that Milwaukee has figured out the regular season. I think Giannis has figured out the regular season. He doesn't have to be MVP anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not what matters. He doesn't have to do that. I think he's figured out, and Budenholzer's a Popovich guy, right? Mm-hmm. Budenholzer's like, you're in a position in your career where you don't necessarily need the regular season accolades. If you want to go on and win championships, 
we have to kind of let some losses go. Mm-hmm. We can't get too high or too low in the regular season. All we have to do is make the playoffs. We made the third seed. That's very good. I think that Giannis and Budenholzer are on the same page. I think they've figured out the regular season. I think they're at that stage in his career where it's about championships and longevity. Not surprised at all if Milwaukee plays the Warriors in the finals. Wouldn't be surprised at all at this point. I think a lot of people got really high on Boston. I know I did because Brooklyn had Kevin Durant and Kyrie and they got swept. It made Boston look really good. Agreed. Yeah. It made Boston look like a champion, like a contender. And I'm not saying they aren't, but I'm saying that they are uh, younger than Milwaukee. And less experienced a little bit. And we slept on Giannis. We forgot playoff Giannis. It's like playoff Kawhi. It's like the same thing. Like you just, it's different. Why did we sleep on Giannis? What do you think is going to happen here? I still think Boston might win this series. Yeah. And they could. They've got to play way better. And I think they will. Yeah. It's hard it's hard to pick either at this point because Boston has been so good leading up to this point. And then Giannis is defensive player of the year, MVP, finals MVP. He's the whole pack I mean, he's everything. Yeah, you've got Boston that's played excellent all year. Regular season, first round. And then Milwaukee who I feel like a lot of people just kind of slept on. Very Spurs-esque. Where yeah. they don't care if they get the attention anymore. They just kind of make it to the playoffs. Had good seating. Top half. Home court half. Top four team. And then uh, turn it on. Giannis. Defensive juggernaut. How about a banana beer? Banana beer. I'm going to take this John Morant shot. Yeah. We got to wrap it up. Yeah. It's getting late. I think we doubted Milwaukee a little bit because they didn't stand out to us in the regular season. And then Boston just sweeping Brooklyn. It just made the series look easy to pick. That's a really tough call. I mean, it's tough like calling Warriors Grizzlies. It's just mm-hmm. tough. Like, what will prevail? Will the youth and energy and Ja Morant superpowers, like, will that prevail? Can it? Same for Boston, like Tatum and Brown. It's fascinating. I can't wait to see what happens. All right. Well, we'll just keep watching. It's only four series left. These will be almost over by the next time we talk. Yes, they will be. We'll kind of know where it's going. 
It'll be fun. I'm excited. I love the playoffs. Are we doing an episode next week? <laughs> Sounds like the girls are playing at rec- record time. Recording yeah. time? Yeah. Can we do a day pod that day? Two o'clock? Bo? We could we could discuss. Monday. Two o'clock. I'm okay with that. Early pod. I'm available if Bo's available. Oh, it's it's on you. I'll I'll let you guys know. It's 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 possible. All right. So if not, then the podcast is canceled. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not missing this Grizzlies game to do a fucking podcast. No. Jeff, are we gonna be at a bar? <laughs> I don't fucking know where I'm gonna be. I'm maybe on another planet. Maybe. No. Bring some mushrooms. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I'm sure. Out, let's hang out with your unnamed buddy. No, I'm going to watch the game. <laughs> so if we don't do a podcast during the day, we're not fucking doing one. Okay. Nobody's writing checks. Nobody's going to be mad. I can be available for a, for an afternoon pod. If Bo can't, I understand. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I don't care because... Uh, I write the checks. We'll be watching a <laughs> basketball game instead of podcasting. That's right. And we have our priorities in check here at yeah. House of Hoops. Yeah, basketball is actually more important yeah. than talking about basketball. It's House of Hoops, not House of Podcasts. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Or, can't wait till you guys hear this exit song. <laughs> we better get out of here. Right. We gotta go. Bo, thank you for being here. Thanks. Brian, thank you for being here. Always. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.
Ah! <laughs>